Well, greetings. Dr. Annette West here. I wanted to share with you all this week, our listeners, just a little insight about the show itself before we get moving here. And just a reminder to everyone that um, this show is coming from a holistic perspective, meaning that we're going to talk about a lot of different varied topics. We're going to talk about some family dynamics. We're going to talk about some marriage issues. We're going to talk about some life, some spiritual aspects. So just know this is a very uh, varied uh, dynamic in this show. And at this point, we're going to air our show every Thursday. So look for us on Thursday to see what our topic will be. And so I am excited on this week to to be talking to Bernard Bolton. He is the author of the book, Why I Left the Traditional Denominational Church. And so I want to thank you, Bernard Bolton, for coming in and sharing with us on today. Thank you, Dr. West, Dr. Annette, and I'm I'm really excited to be on. I'm looking forward to uh, these next few minutes together. Great. Well, listen, before we, I, we start getting into the questions, I wanted you to just share a bit about you and what you do so the listeners will get a feel for who you are and your, your dynamic. All right. Well, I'm... Uh, Currently, I'm, I'm a, a resident of uh, South Carolina, Fort Mill, uh, which is right in the northern part of the state. We're, we're about maybe 15 minutes south of Charlotte. Uh, I've been I've been living here uh, four years. Next month will be our, be our fourth year here, and we we are running a uh, actually we're leading an apostolic prophetic community of creatives. Uh, uh, called Watchmen on Walls, and, and really God sent us here to establish a home base for Watchmen on Walls International Fellowship. And so uh, it's been it's been exciting uh, to be here and just to see the impact that we're having on people. Myself, I've, I've been in ministry now for, um, let's see, 30, 34, going on 35 years. I started preaching uh, at 17, uh, gave my life to the Lord when I was eight years old. I grew up in the, in the church. Um, and then we made a shift out of the traditional church that we are, was a part of. The Lord called us to be an apostle. And, um, and so at the age of 49, I left the familiarity, uh, left and came here to South Carolina which is, you know, where we're building a new life. Great. That's exciting. Sounds like an exciting journey. And so I'm excited about your book. Um, I've read it um, three times now. Uh, It's an easy read. I've kind of gone through and marked it up some. So why did you come up with this idea? How did you come up with this idea of writing a book titled Why I Left the Traditional Denominational Church? Well, uh, I'm, I'm a prophetic writer, 
And so what that means is that I'm right by the leading of the Holy Spirit. He gives me the assignment or he gives me the idea. Uh, sometimes I've, I've gotten uh, writings, assignments, and story ideas and dreams. Uh, and so after I left the uh, church that I had been a member of, I grew up in that church. My father uh, had been a pastor there. So I, so uh, my family is like several generations. My son actually was the last generation uh, in that church. And I, I felt that after I left, that the time would come where I would have to tell my story. And uh, I didn't know it was really going to come this soon because it was actually the year I left uh, where where I just felt the promptings of the Holy Spirit and heard the Holy Spirit say write the story of why I left. And I think it, one of the important things is um, I was giving a testimony of, of my life and I was declaring in the earth that I had left and I wasn't going back. And uh, also I was uh, writing uh, a story that others, because I've had a lot of people come to me and say they, they left the church, they left the traditional church. Um, and so it's a uh, it's a story where a lot of people can identify. Uh, my story is their story. Okay. Well, it's definitely my story. Thank you. And so okay. in one part of your book, you mentioned the shifting. You mentioned shifting. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Because I think at all, in all of our lives at points, we have shiftings. But how did that dynamic happen for you? Yes, well, uh, it started for me in 2007. Uh, I had actually been called back to a church that I had pastored in the 90s. I was at that church from 1994 to 2000, and I left to go to another church, so I came back in 2007, and a few months after coming back, I, I was attending a local church, and they were having a prophetic conference, and I met a prophet, and uh, quite frankly, although I had been in the church most of my life, that was my first exposure to the prophetic. Uh, although I was, I've always been open to it, but you know, being in the church that I was in, uh, we didn't we didn't have prophets and we didn't do the prophetic. And so when I met this prophet, uh, uh, he began to reveal the secrets of my heart and really began to speak into my heart, and that created an appetite. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I knew that the prophetic was real for the first time in my life, and I'm 40 years old. And, uh, I've uh, been pastoring since I was 26, preaching since I was 17, so I'm not a novice in the faith, but but this was my first exposure, uh, real exposure. Of course, I had been exposed to it in the 90s, but mm -hmm. uh, God, had actually, God had actually sent a fellow to the church to prophesy, and, and it was funny because I had to, what he prophesied was so accurate, I had to get up before the congregation and say it was the truth. I was very uncomfortable with it, but I had to say it was true, but it made some of the leaders mad because they had never seen the prophetic. So in 2007, that shift began when I met this prophet and he began to speak into my life. And then I started, you know, I started turning. I, uh, the Lord uh, created a hunger in me 
and I started moving into the prophetic myself. Matter of fact, I asked the Lord, I didn't ask him to make me a prophet, but I asked him, would he, would he let me prophesy? And almost that, in, a, in maybe a day or two days, I gave my first prophetic word. It was a, it was a word of uh, knowledge to, uh, to one of the members at the church. And so once I started seeing the impact that it was having on some of the members, I started teaching it and I started uh, encouraging the people to flow in it. And uh, and that was really the, the shift just kept increasing and it, uh, and it kept increasing. But, okay. I, you know, that that's that's really where it, where it began. So it took me to nine years. It took me to nine years. Well, I eventually had to leave, but that's where it started at with the prophetic. Great. Awesome. Awesome. So here, th this is a sidebar to that because we're talking about why I left the traditional denominational church and you're sharing something, your experience, as well as many of us can relate to it. Um, and I'm going to just throw this in because we're not saying people should leave the traditional church. So my question is, can a person stay in the traditional church? Um, denominational church and be effective? Uh, I stayed nine years. Okay. Uh, I, I think I think a person has to has to hear God. Mm. But from my That's own good. vantage point, from my own vantage point, I stayed nine years and uh, and I had to leave. I'm not if a person was to ask me, I you know, and even when I when I left, uh, <laughs> when I left the last, my last Sunday there, the uh, I was gonna I was gonna preach at the church. I was already living in South Carolina, so I was going back to Virginia on weekends. And my last Sunday to preach, the, something happened in the church. I talk about this in the book. Right. The, the church has a well, and the water the water ran real low. And when that happens, the church can't have service because it doesn't have running water. Right. And so. And so the leadership decided they were going to cancel service, and and they canceled it without my, you know, without my input. And so, because uh, they had already felt like I was leaving, I wasn't their leader anymore anyway. Right, right. So members started calling me, and I heard the Lord say, "The devil is trying to steal your ending." And and when I searched it out, you know, the Lord told me to have a service at another location. Well, I took it to another location. And about 40 people showed up. And I, by this time, the congregation had dwindled down to about 60 people. So 40 out of 60, that's a substantial number. Yes. But but because of my because of my integrity, I never said to anyone to leave. I never, you know, I never I never spoke that to anyone. Right. I never said that to anyone. Uh, because I, I do believe that, that people are called by God and sent by God. The churches mm -hmm. and so I, I think it's important that 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 you hear God and uh, and I do believe however you know if you are staying like I stayed nine years and my my, my second this was my second tenure nine years and I was prophetic and apostolic the whole time Great. but the, right. but what the Lord was doing is he was really giving them an opportunity to become you know, because I believe he does want the old wineskin to become the new wineskin. Um, Amen. So I don't know how effective you can be 
uh, if you're not free, if you're not free to, to demonstrate and operate in your gifts, but I do believe that you need to hear God. I personally, if it, you know, for me, I, I would tell people I don't think you can can effectively flow in this stream that uh, of the apostolic and the prophetic mm-hmm. unless the leadership unless the leadership is open to it unless they're actually doing it you know encouraging the people to do it and uh and such as that okay okay great great and so one of the things i saw when i was really um when i was reading your book and it stood out to me was a statement that said um you were talking about the people and you said would they pursue him or a building um expound on that for me Yes, that I, I I'll never forget that. That that was that was another turning point, and I was going through a lot of turning points in those years. But it was in 2009, and I uh, I had taken the the, the praise team, uh, praise team myself. We had gone to Jacksonville, Florida, for a worship conference. And while I was at the worship conference, I mean, the glory of the Lord uh, visited. The presence of the Lord was there. And I heard I heard the Lord say that I'm changing that I'm 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 changing paradigms now. Um, the people will have to choose between will they worship me or will they worship their building. Mm. Well, I well I become the center, and the, and and He said to me, He says, in those places where I will become the center, that's where I will dwell. But if I'm not the center, I'm leaving. And so the denomination that I was in. Uh, unfortunately, the, the center of the church was the preacher or the preaching on Sundays. Uh, what, what, what was called worship was really uh, the center of it was the preaching, was the preaching of it. And everything kind of centers around the preacher or the pastor or whatever office is functioning there. And I saw the Lord, I saw. Uh, many of the churches that I would visit, that I would go to, uh, I saw the, the Lord really just bringing, just leaving. Okay. And and it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain that because how can the Lord leave His people? I know theologically they may not jail, but but there is a there's a difference between the 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 presence of the Lord and the manifest presence of mm. the Lord. The Lord, the Lord promised that He will always be with us. That's that's His presence. But His manifest presence is when He when He appears, when He shows up. When that begins to happen, there is a there's a there's a glory there. There's a release of gifts. Uh, there's a, a you know the supernatural begins to break out and and such as that. And so uh, and so I saw God. You know, I, I saw him leave the denomination that I was in, and the mm-hmm. denomination started to decrease. His numbers started to go down. Mm-hmm. Whereas we would have maybe a couple thousand people, wow. we were we were going down to hundreds. And now, uh, you know, I looked I looked at the meeting this year, and it was one of the smallest conventions I've seen. And this 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 church is over this this national body is over a hundred years old. Okay, well. That's a shifting. Yes, that's a shifting. Um, One of the other things that I I came across when I was reading your book and, of course, being a a female and being in ministry, it it stood out to me. You had a chapter on 
the topic of sexism. And so what does this mean and what should the listener understand about this? Well, again, in this church, it's a traditional church, so it it still embraces a lot of traditional doctrine or, or, you know, traditional beliefs. And so... One of one of the one of their key beliefs is that God doesn't call women to preach, and they of course base that, you know, on 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 their exegesis or their their interpretation of the scriptures. Okay, and uh, and because I grew up in that, that was that was you know I believe that I believe that God did not call women to preach. That a woman could never be a pastor over the church. That it was out of God's order. And uh, once again, after I started, after the Lord brought me into the prophetic and then the apostolic, uh, the Lord started to show me how that was sexism and that it was, it was actually a demonic stronghold in the church that, that kept a lot of women in bondage. And... Um, and so, you know, whereas I, I, I believed it, I, I, I supported that doctrine. I would not permit uh, women to preach at the church where I was, was a pastor. Uh, the Lord began to open my eyes that sexism is, is one of those isms that brings division, but it also, it is so demonic because what it does is it elevates one gender over another. And um, and I'll never forget. I was at a meeting. I was at a uh, meeting with a very well-known bishop. He's, he's he's been on television, and he asked me. Uh, and he was asking randomly, but he asked me about the church, and he asked me about the their position on women preaching. And I told him what it what it was, and he says uh, he says that God is is dealing with. He said, God is dealing with these churches, that God is meeting. I believe that was his word. He said, God is meeting, and he's talking about these churches that will not permit women or will not release women to do ministry. And when he said that, I saw, I saw God, I saw the, the meeting, I saw the, I saw the council in heaven. And when I say I saw it, it wasn't. It wasn't natural. It was a spiritual experience. But I saw God, and I saw that meeting, and I I knew that that meant that if God is judging this, then those that would those that would fall under the judgment was going to be dealt with. And I knew that God was going to deal with that church that I that I was a part of, okay. and I believe He is doing, dealing with it now. Amen. Amen. Well, that's well, you know, that's that's good for me to know, because, you know, as, as a as a female minister, I've never been one to be concerned with what other people thought about my moving in that um, arena. But I know a lot yeah. of people have not moved because they feel that, you know, um, they may be ostracized for stepping out. So this this is good to, to hear. And we need to get our thought process correctly on that. You also mentioned in your book. Um, talking about yourself, how you were knowledgeable in evangelism, but then um, how you 
shifted to a new evangelism. And since we are all supposed to be evangelistic, you know, at some point sharing the gospel, um, explain that to me or to us rather yeah, today. Yeah. Well, the evangelism that I was trained in was was uh, was kind of you know basic. It's, it's funny you would bring this up because the other day I was at I was at a restaurant eating, and a gentleman approached me with a track, and I'm telling you, uh, Doctor West, I ain't seen a track in 20 years. <laughs> and he, he walks up to me with a track, and he offers me the track, and I and I refuse it. And uh, and he got very indignant with me. Why don't you want the track? I was like, I, I don't want it. And so uh, he he was he he wanted to press the issue. So I I thought if I would ignore him, he would walk away. But he wasn't going anywhere. So eventually, <laughs> I told him. I said, I, I know about the subject, and I'm not interested in it. And he uh, and he was angry at this point. But the, that was the evangelism that I was trained in. Our church, we. Uh, we would we would take tracks, and I was a minister at, at this church, and we had a you know uh, that we had one year we had an evangelistic campaign, and so we went throughout the community passing out tracks, and and it it, it actually it brought in uh, a lot of people. I, I would I would say maybe two hundred people joined the church that year. Um. And so that was the way we did evangelism. And my pastor was very uh, dogmatic on evangelism, and he would tell me, "You gotta witness, and you gotta witness. You gotta, you gotta tell people about Jesus, and you gotta, you know, use the Roman roads, uh, uh, use the use the, the scriptures." And and even at one at one point, he said to me, "You know, you have to understand, preaching is not evangelism. You just you just talking to the people at church." But evangelism is what we do out in the street. So that was that was my understanding of evangelism. So when I went to my first church, I went when I pastored my first two churches. I was very dogmatic in evangelism, and um, and in my first church, I saw the fruit. You know, we we grew like uh, we took in maybe maybe eighteen members in about three months, and then at the second church I was at, uh, my first. That I spent five years, and we were averaging about ten new members a year, and so that was you know fifty to sixty. So I saw the fruit of it. But then, as the Lord began to again give me revelation, a lot of the things that He was teaching me was going against the. Uh, it was really going against the old stuff that I had learned. And I'll, I'll even remember, I, I remember it, this was in the 90s before I ever was exposed to the, uh, to the prophetic. Uh, the Lord, you know, it, it's kind of funny because I would hear the Lord, but I wouldn't, you know, I, 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 I never called it prophetic back then. I'm just right. saying the Lord preached. Right. <laughs> and, so, and so the Lord was saying, what you're doing in this church is evangelism. He said, mm -hmm. because most of the people here don't really know me. That's they good. know church. That's good. Yeah, they know church. They know how to go to church. They know how to, he said, they don't know me. And so he said, this is your, he says, as you get older, you will see that your mission field is the church. So when I went back to that church in 2007, uh, I had a, a totally different understanding 
of evangelism that evangelism uh, for me, uh, uh, you know, if, if, or not just for me, but evangelism for anyone uh, would become, you know, coming out, you know, uh, the field, you, where, wherever you are assigned, that's, that's where you're called to do evangelism, okay? Mm -hmm. And so... And so the Lord started showing me that I was dealing with the people who was trapped in religion and, and, and that my evangelistic assignment was to bring them out of religion and out of tradition. And he, and, and so he started giving me what I call a new, a new kind of religion. I talk about one of the young women, uh, not young women, but one of the older women who had struggled with drug addiction for years. And, um, and I just kept loving her. I never judged her. I would encourage her even when other people in the church, you know, would, would talk about her. I just kept loving her. And the Lord used my love to bring her out. Today, mm, she has you. her own business. She, she's been to Hawaii. She's been to, I mean, I, I'm seeing her. She go to Las Vegas. She's got her a car. I mean, for years, the woman didn't, she didn't have means to even drive down the street and wow. and the Lord just completely changed the life. So so the so the Lord says we have to have a we have to have a broader understanding of evangelism. Evangelism is not always reaching the lost. It can be that, but sometimes it's reaching the lost in the house. That's good. That's good. And I think that's that's so important because I always tell people there are people sitting in those pews who've been there all their life, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They just know church. So I think that's very, I think that's very important. Um, we have a few more moments and um, I want you to, um, as the listeners are hearing what you're sharing on today, what would you give them as a takeaway um, from this book? Yeah. Well, I think the chief takeaway is this book reveals a movement in the body of Christ. And I and I and when I woke up this morning, Doctor West, I, I don't know if the Lord gave me this word for this broadcast as possible, but the but the Lord, uh, I heard the Lord said that that my my church must become focused on on my work of reformation mm. and not so much revival. Not so, not that he won't bring revival, but the Lord, the Lord said that, that this is a century of reformation. And so I believe one of the reformations that we're seeing occur is many of the people of God are leaving the traditional church. I won't say they're leaving the church, right. but they're leaving the traditional church. They're leaving the denominational church. They're leaving the old church. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and there is a movement, and and God doesn't want these people to think that they've, they've lost their salvation or they've lost faith. Uh, the Lord says that many of them have actually found him by leaving. Oh, that's good. And, that is really and, and good. So, yeah, and so I think one of the movements, and this is one of the things I'm going to be concentrating on in 2019, is how to bring uh, these people together. Uh, that one of the assignments the Lord gave me to facilitate to watch them on walls is is how how to bring these people together who are not in church but they still have a relationship with the Lord. Yes. So that for me that's the key takeaway. You left 
but you didn't leave God. You just, you just, you left a religious system that was full of bondage, full of, full of uh, demons, uh, full of, full of human, uh, you know, full of, 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 of human agendas. Okay. That's good. I, th I think I think as as um, and I and of course I'm going to go back and listen to this as well. Um, but I'm sure that um, the listener will really get um, some great insight um, to what you're sharing. Um, can you tell the listeners how they can get a copy of of your book or follow you and follow you rather? Yes. Well, I'm I'm on uh, I am on Facebook uh, and our our ministry our uh, ministry is called Watching on Walls. International Fellowship. We also have a business page on there. We offer coaching through the uh, Ultimate Breakthrough Coaching Academy. That's a second page that we have on. Uh, you can also go to our website, creativeawakenings.us, uh, and join our mailing list. Uh, I've got a free ebook to to give when you join our mailing list and. Uh, and there's several ways you can get the book. Of course, the book is offered on Amazon. But if you want to get it personal for me, uh, there's a page. There's a there's a page on our website where you can order the book. And when you order it, I'll autograph it and and personally send you a copy or as many copies as you want. Great. So um, we plan on doing some book signings. Hopefully, starting the first of the year. We'll be at some bookstores here in the community, and uh, and so that's that's you can. I mean, we're 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 all over the place, so it's not hard to find us or hard to find the book. Great, thank you so much. Um, listen, um, I want to thank you again, Apostle Bernard Bolton, for sharing with us on today. I tell you, I look forward to our future engagements where you'll come and share some other insights with us on this show as well. And yes. I also want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Thanks for connecting with me on this week. Uh, just a reminder, the show will air on Thursdays. On Thursday every week, we will have a new topic. It may be an interview. It may be a group discussion, but it will be something that will be impactful for you. So thanks again. Remember, you can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. You can also, I'm also on a YouTube. I have a page there with a lot of videos. And um, you can also reach me at drannettewestministries.org. All of my books and materials are on that webpage. And so I just want to thank you again for signing in. Blessings to everyone. Thanks again, Dr. Um, Apostle Bernard Bolton. And Dr. Annette West signing out. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.